This is episode 33 of the Just Get Started podcast, and my guest today is the founder and CEO of RP Strength, Nick Shaw. Let's get it started. Hey gang, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey where I get to talk to some phenomenal individuals about the paths that they've carved out for themselves, you know, to be the most fulfilled that they can be in life. Um, it doesn't mean that there was easy choices. Um, they had to do a lot of things that were, you know, that were struggles. Um, they had to jump a lot of hurdles along the way and, and really get outside their comfort zone. But it was something there, they had that mindset, that focus that they wanted to do something a little bit different than maybe just sitting kind of in a job that they didn't like every each and every day. They wanted to do something else that, that really made them happy, really made them um, kind of shine in life, and, and really that they're passionate about that they could do that day in and day out um, without complaining. And hopefully for everyone listening in, you guys will be able to take some, some great things away from each of these uh, episodes and, and the guests that I have and apply them to your own life um, and your own particular journey. So and before we jump into the episode, I, I do want to make an ask of the audience, um, whether you've been listening to a ton of episodes or this is the first one you're coming across. Um, if it is, thanks for joining. If you've been here before, um, I appreciate you sticking with me and continuing to listen through this. But um, if you guys don't mind, jump on iTunes, um, go ahead and, and write a review, put a little rating on there. Um, let me know how it's going. Let me know what you think. Um, any feedback, both you know, positive and negative, I want to hear it all so that I can keep making this better and better and better. Um, you know, I put myself out there. A lot of people have their opinions on stuff. Uh, but like I said, it's something I enjoy doing. I enjoy interviewing people. I enjoy kind of picking in and figuring out what are some people that are being extremely successful and fulfilled in life? What are they doing? Um, so I'm appreciative that you guys, I know you have so many options out there in terms of things to listen to. So the fact that you're taking your time out and listening through this uh, means the world to me. So if you get a chance to jump on iTunes or whatever other platform you're using, um, I certainly appreciate it. But with that, let's transition to my interview today with Nick Shaw. He is the founder and CEO of Renaissance Periodization, or maybe known better as RP Strength, um, at RP Strength on Instagram or rpstrength.com. Um, is the best way to get to their website. Also check out Nick on Instagram, nick.shaw.rp. But um, fascinating guy, um, really enjoyed the story around how he met his co-founder and kind of how the serendipity played into there. Um, so it's kind of really neat. But, you know, I came across RP Strength a little while back. I keep having these coaches and athletes that I'm, I've been hanging around, you know, this past year, keep talking about RP strength. I'm like, what the heck is that? And I, after I did more research, I was like, oh, this is really neat because they said so many things that were just unbelievable about their coaching and training programs. And then what put me over the edge was I had Lindy Barber on a couple episodes ago, and she talked about using RP strength. And I said, all right, I got to go check these guys out and figure it out even further. And um, it's pretty incredible what they're doing. And Nick shares kind of a, a story and background of everything. So I think you guys will really enjoy the chat with him and just some of the different things, the importance around sticking with things. You know, this is from a business standpoint, but also I, I look at it from a fitness standpoint, especially around the time of the year. You know, you get into New Year's resolutions and, and those type of things, but sticking with it through the through the suck, as a lot of people say, and that consistency is so important. I think what happens a lot of the time is you know, you're kind of getting something for a few weeks. Maybe it doesn't feel good or you're not seeing the improvement as quick as you think you should see it. 
and ultimately you go back into the um, into kind of the old mentality. So I think it's really important to have a great mindset and stay consistent. And you have to give it some time, at least a few months. Maybe it might be a year or more. You know, I can speak on myself where it's almost been a year into my CrossFit journey, and it took a long time to see some gains. Um, and see the improvement, the strength gains, those type of things. And I'm really starting to see a lot of that now. But, you know, three, four months into it, it was still early on. And I and I just had to stick through it and keep saying, hey, it's going to come. I'm going to get better. Keep focusing on it. But it was important for me to always continue learning. You know, if I kept the same way at the beginning when I started CrossFit, I would have had some improvement, but not nearly what I had when I really focused on my nutrition. And I think it's really important for you to continue to know not only where your goals are at long term, but also these short term daily goals to figure out what do I have to do each day to achieve that next day, to get to the next day after that. And then ultimately, you keep kind of chipping away at it. Um, and nutrition was a big thing for me back in the, you know, the summertime. That kind of put it over the edge. And then I saw some massive improvement. So it's just one of those things to continue to tweak, continue to learn, stay consistent with it. And you'll kind of crush it out of the park. And that works, again, for fitness or business or whatever. Uh, we talk about that a little with Nick. But really, if you listen to any of the episodes of different guests I've had, you'll hear a ton of the consistency talk and how you just have to stick through it day after day after day and just keep, you know, kind of that mind over matter. Just keep focused. And ultimately, there's a really good opportunity that you'll be successful at it. So long-winded way just to say, man, just go crush it and, uh, and don't give up. Um, let's jump into the episode today. I know you guys will enjoy my chat with Nick. So without further ado, let's jump into my chat today with Nick Shaw. Let's get it started. Hey, Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining today. Thank you so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to, to talk through your journey here. Um, you know, a lot of the folks I hang around with, um, you know, in the athletic space, um, I, I guess I'll call myself an athlete, maybe partially, but yeah, awesome. It, especially in the CrossFit realm and stuff, obviously they, they know um, your brand, the RP strength, et cetera, very well. Um, and I was excited to kind of learn about your journey a little bit. And, you know, I want to start off if we could, as I'd like to do with a lot of the guests on here, you know, where this originated from, um, you know, it seems like, you know, nutrition, training, those type of things, it's a large part of your life, but did it always start off that way? Was that something a part of your childhood? Was your family involved with, or did that kind of take form later in life? I'm curious if you can start there with the, uh, with that chapter? Yeah. I mean, I've always been into, I guess, working out and stuff probably goes back to like, you know, junior high and, and high school. Um, I'll say, you know, probably the best story I have is uh, I think the summer going into my sophomore year of high school, I was a cross country runner and I wasn't very good as a freshman, but I was kind of the only person on our team that took summer training seriously and like put in all the miles that I was supposed to. And I showed up for practice the first day of my sophomore year. Again, like I wasn't even on varsity and I come from a small school. So like that's even more you know, obvious of how not good I was uh, freshman year. And, you know, all of a sudden after putting in all this work over the summer, I was right up there with the top guys in pretty much every single practice, uh, you know, right from day one. And that was kind of this light bulb moment in my head that said, well, this is really interesting. I wasn't very good before. I worked really, really hard when other people didn't. And now I'm able to keep up with them. And I'm like, there's something to this whole, you know, training thing. And that really kind of got me hooked. And, and from there, you know, I took, took things really seriously. And, uh, and probably one of the best compliments I ever received was uh, my junior year of high school. 
uh, one of the, the track coaches called me a gym rat. And I was like, you know, some people were like, oh, like, you think that's cool? And I'm like, yeah, I think that's awesome. Like, I think that's the biggest compliment I could ever receive. Like, I, I love, I love lifting, you know, I love, I love training, love all of it. And so that's kind of what got me started um, into the whole fitness stuff. And it's just kind of like, hey, the more work you put in, for the most part, the better you're going to be. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So, hey, just keep doing it. Um, and then kind of long story short, uh, you know, I went to the University of Michigan, uh, born and raised in the state of Michigan. And I actually met uh, the co-founder of RP, uh, Dr. Mike Isertel. We actually met in the weight room, uh, the student weight room at Michigan. We were both just kind of training and it was you know, one of those kind of funny scenes. I think he was squatting 405, like perfect form. I was doing cleans like 225. We were pretty much the only two people like in the weight room actually training seriously. And you know, you know those you just like see someone across the gym and like you have instant respect for them. And you just kind of give that head nod. I'm sure you probably know what I'm talking about. Right. Absolutely, yeah. 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 It was just one of those things. Like he looked over, gave me that head nod. I looked at him, gave him the head nod and, you know, started chatting with him. I was like, Hey man, you know, that's obviously really awesome what you're doing. And, you know, kind of the, the same mutual respect. And he, uh, he introduced himself and said that, you know, he kind of ran like the powerlifting club at Michigan. And he was like, Hey, you should, you should consider joining and, I did. And I guess the rest is history. We started training together all the time. And that was kind of the, the very early, earliest beginnings of RP. And um, he actually convinced me to move out to New York City after I graduated college. And we were both personal trainers in New York City. And really, that's kind of how it all got started. We just we knew we liked helping people when it, came, when it comes to fitness. And we were always, you know, tweaking and, and tinkering things um, on ourselves, right? Because it's always good to to kind of test out things on yourselves before you start using them on clients. And so we're able to, to keep doing that for a really long time, uh, kind of just keep getting better and better and evolving. And yeah, again, long story short, that's kind of, I mean, pretty much how RP started. Yeah. And, and you know, from that state, so going back to the, the Michigan days, did you guys ever, did those ideas come into play of like starting a business down the road or Not more, were you thinking the one-on-one <laughs> personal training? That's where you were thinking. Yeah, totally, man. It, it wasn't, it wasn't ever a thought. It was just one of these things. We just really liked it. We both loved training, you know, ourselves, pushing ourselves, you know, trying to get better, um, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, getting better, uh, different things we can tweak on the diet to get better, uh, different styles of training. Um, we kind of like stumbled upon the idea of deloads um, just through like trial and error. Uh, <laughs> we were doing like linear periodization and I just, after a few weeks, I'm like, man, like these numbers, these squat numbers are just really, really hard to hit. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to kind of, you know, take off today. I'm not going to squat. And then like I came in the next week and I was like, man, I feel a lot better, you know, like later on. So, you know, my buddy um, went to get his master's at App State in strength and conditioning and then later got his PhD in sport physiology from East Tennessee State. And like, that's when all these things started to click. And it was like, oh, well, like kind of some of those things that we were doing early on, we later you know, it was vetted out by, by actual science and stuff. We're like, oh, well, that actually was, you know, the right idea. Um, so no, it was never really an idea to start a business. It wasn't until uh, my buddy left New York City. I stayed uh, to keep training and stuff. And I was doing one-on-one training. He was doing a lot of online stuff while he was in school. And it was more or less him becoming too busy while he was in school, getting his PhD, and me just doing in-person stuff. And we were like, and instead of referring clients back and forth to each other all the time, like we should just team up and just kind of create one company in general. And again, that was the, the very, 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 very beginning of, of RP way back in like 
you know, 2011, 2012, something like that. So how did those early, let, let's talk about those early days, um, the first couple of years in, what was the, what were the struggles there? What was the, whether it was getting it out to the masses or figuring out programming, tell us a little bit about that journey early on of, of what you guys went through, um, kind of getting it off the ground. Yeah, we had no illusions early on that, you know, we were ever going to become successful or anything like that. It was just, again, something that we really liked doing. We, we enjoyed it. Um, which is kind of always something we envision. Like we, we both kind of joked, um, you know, nowadays we can joke and look back and make, yeah, we kind of just thought we were always going to be like one-on-one coaches for the most part. And so that's all we did early on for a while. We just worked with, you know, just started with close friends, family, things like that. Uh, get, you know, do a really good job. That's always priority number one in anything. Do a very good job, get people results. And from there, they're going to let other people know about it. If you do a really good job, give them really good service. And at the end of the day, above all else, just get people uh, results, get them to reach their goals. They are going to be happy with that. Um, They're going to, you know, tell other people. And then all of a sudden, you know, five, 10 clients becomes 20, 30, 40, 50. And, you know, that's kind of what really the early days were all about and how we got started. And, um, you know, from, from there, it kind of led into some other stuff where, you know, we, we realized, hey, one-on-one coaching is great, but um, we need to do something to, you know, probably reach a few more people if we really want to do uh, what we think we can, because we knew our stuff was really good. Um, you know, I knew, you know, Dr. Mike Israel is the smartest person I've ever met in my life. Uh, and that includes, you know, like people worth hundreds of millions, if not billions in New York City when I was training. You know, I think, you know, he's the smartest person I've ever met. And so I knew our stuff was great. It was just kind of one of those things where, you know, this is good. We're doing a really good job one-on-one. How do we kind of get that, expand it, and, and start helping even more people? And then that was, I don't know, 2014-ish. And um, that's kind of when, when the first ideas came out that like, hey, we should do, you know, an ebook. And then once we did that, it really just kind of changed the game um, from our perspective on how we could help even more people. You know, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, because one of the things that a lot of folks have challenges with, I've, I've had challenges with this, and probably most people you talk with is taking the idea to execution, right? You know, everyone has these great ideas and, and want to do certain things. What was it for you guys that put you over the edge to say, you know what, I don't want to just have this as some, you know, some fantasy, you know, doing my personal training one-on-one. I want to take this the next step. Do you guys remember those days of what went through, like, what was the self-talk there? What did you guys go through um, to really put this into action? What put it over the edge, I guess? Yeah, it just, we knew our, our stuff, our methodology, all that was really good. And we knew we were kind of limited uh, in the number of people we could help if we were only doing one-on-one coaching. And so we knew that we needed to create some type of like digital you know, product or offering that would help us scale a little bit. And the first ebook came out in October of 2014. That was the original uh, Renaissance Diet, um, which ironically is, is being re-released today, 2.0 version, um, like over four years later. So it's been a while and that, you know, kind of instantly took off, did, did pretty well. And instead of, you know, maybe helping 50 or, or 100 people, you know, all of a sudden that reached a few thousand people. And we were like, man, we had to figure out a way to take this like one-on-one coaching idea, all this great content that we can give people, but instead of having to do it one-on-one, we need to, you know, somehow package it to create some type of, of product or offering that people can use that's uh, a bit more scalable, a bit more affordable, because not everyone can afford, you know, five, $600 for, for one-on-one coaching for three months. Like, you know, that's, that's pretty expensive. 
but our idea was, you know, if there was something out there like that, instead of five or $600, that maybe it's a hundred dollars, man, we could probably, that's something in college that like we would have paid for, you know, we would have, we would have done what was needed to save some money to buy something like that, that, that was high quality and could help, you know, achieve our goals like that. That's a lot more manageable. And then that kind of, from there grew the idea of the, the diet templates that came out in February of 2015. And that's kind of been the uh, game changer for us. What was the, the, the clientele you guys were trying to go after? Was it always like a, a top athlete or someone competitive? Were you trying to reach the masses of kind of anyone just trying to get in better health or better shape in their life? What was that initially maybe? And is that the same as it is today? It definitely started off early on a bit more of the athletic minded folks. And so the first templates were definitely geared a bit more towards just like pure, pure performance. And then after those were out for a while, we got a lot of good feedback. Um, and then we've kind of slowly adjusted things from there. So they are a lot better for more normal everyday folks um, that, you know, aren't necessarily competitive athletes, but still, you know, want to get leaner. They want to look better. Uh, be healthier in general, all that good stuff. So there's definitely been a little bit of a shift. And to be honest, man, CrossFit was kind of the perfect segue for that because at any given box, right? Let's say there's 150, 200 members in an average box, maybe 10% are kind of competitive, right? And 15, yeah. 20 people, yeah, that's something probably like that. Yeah. yeah. And the vast majority of people there are just, they come in a few times a week, two, three, four, five times a week. Uh, you know, they just come in and do, do the CrossFit class, uh, you know, for an hour and that's kind of it. And then that's kind of this like perfect market because they care about, you know, health, they care a little bit about performance and, you know, when early on, you know, 2015 or so people, it, it really was only, it was paleo or, or nothing, right. In, in terms of CrossFit. And then we kind of came along and we're like, well, you, you totally can eat paleo and you could still kind of keep the, the paleo food options, but you can actually eat more carbs and guess what it's going to do. It's going to actually help you perform better. It's going to help you probably look better because you're going to gain a little bit of muscle and lose some fat if you're not doing the right things, controlling for calories, all that good stuff. And then that, I think, was kind of the the early parts of the whole, you know, like macro craze. Um, you know, now, you know, I'm sure you, you tell me if you think I'm right here, but you know, now I think paleo is uh, kind of on. I don't want to say on the way out, but it's becoming a little bit less popular and. You know, people counting macros and all that stuff is becoming a lot more popular now. Yeah, I think it goes through the, you know, the ups and downs, right? Everything goes through some some fads and those type of things. But yeah, I agree with you. And, and even when, gosh, now it's, you know, been 11 months or so where I started CrossFit. And I and I look at, you know, you're, you're spot on where I think folks from a CrossFit standpoint, they want that more intensity. I see the folks in, um, you know, where we're at here, the CrossFit RTP, where, they, you know, they want to go hard at it. They're trying to improve. And, but again, yeah, they may not be top athletes versus when I used to go to the gym in the past, you know, people are just kind of moving around weights. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like they really have a plan in place uh, mm-hmm. different than the CrossFit. So I think that avenue obviously is pretty uh, solid there. Um, and you know, what I was going to ask on that point, what advice would you give? So folks listening that maybe are, you know, now we're coming up new year's resolution time. Um, you know, folks trying to maybe get in better shape or anything like that. Is there anything that you see or that you guys see as a company um, that folks, I don't want to use the word doing wrong, but maybe they can do more of um, to, to get better improvement in terms of their, their health and overall, you know, nutrition and lifestyle. Sure. So a couple, 
you know, things that I think people kind of underestimate is the amount of time it's going to take to, you know, see changes. And, you know, part of that's just, you know, marketing by people trying to sell the latest, you know, detox or quick fix or gimmick or fad, you know, and then they're trying to basically tell people that you can get, you know, instant results or something like that. And I, and so I think that skews a lot of people's mindsets because we get people like that all the time. They're like, man, I've tried every single diet out there, you know, nothing works and, and here I am. And we're like, okay, it's not going to work quite like that. You got to kind of commit for a couple months. You got to be ready for it. You're not going to lose 10 pounds of fat, you know, overnight or in a week. It's going to take weeks, potentially months. Um, and so just setting people's expectations to be more realistic and be like, hey, you can lose one to two pounds a week for about three months at a time. Think about where you can be in three months. That's very meaningful. You know, even smaller folks, you know, 150 pounds or under, if, if that mark is one pound a week for 12 weeks. You know, that's what, 10, 15 pounds, somewhere in that range. That's very meaningful, right? If you're 150 pounds, it's almost 10% of your total body weight. Like that's really, really good. So just kind of helping people understand, you know, what it's actually going to take to see results. Um, I always like to use analogies whenever I do seminars for, for training, right? Like you don't come in, you don't come in day one on CrossFit and expect to hit like a 50 pound PR or, you know, expect that in a week or so. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's something that takes some time. You got to put some effort into and, you know, hopefully, just kind of helping people approach it from that mindset's a really good start. You know, maybe another one is, and maybe this was a little more tied to paleo, and so maybe it's um, slowly going away, but a lot of people, well, maybe even not, right? Because now keto is the, the really popular latest trend that everyone wants to do. Um, you know, people always seem to think if they need to get leaner or lose weight or lose fat or anything like that, that they have to cut carbs. And, you know, it's kind of this a silly mindset because you don't have to, right? There's a bunch of different ways to achieve, you know, fat loss, weight loss. Um, you know, there's better ways to do it if you care about performance and all that. So that's where the low carb stuff doesn't make very much sense. Um, so kind of approaching it from that mindset, I think the two kind of go hand in hand, right? Just be more realistic with your expectations. And, you know, you don't really have to go super crazy and like eliminate, you know, entire macronutrient groups or, you know, anything like that. It's just kind of like the whole slow, steady kind of moderation mindset is a good one to, to have. Yeah. And one of the things I would, you know, and I say a lot to folks is, is the goal setting. I, I think there's not as much goal setting as there should be in terms of short-term and long-term. Cause I think if you go into it saying, yeah, I want to lose a few pounds, well then, you know, by when, what are you going to do to accomplish it, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I even use like my own example for folks listening that, you know, I, I think I've mentioned this in some, some prior episodes, but like, I think I, I've gained, I didn't lose weight because I was trying to gain weight. I've gained, I think, close to 14 pounds this year doing CrossFit. And that was a goal I had. Um, and it's really a lot of it was not only working out consistently four to five days a week, but it was my sleep and my nutrition. I've changed mm -hmm. my entire diet around um, to be able to get those. So, yeah, it wasn't like, hey, in month one, like you said, I'm not going to just be, you know, running circles, run everyone at the gym. It takes time to kind of grow into that. And you have to kind of put the, again, have those goals of where you want to um where you want to go to, I think, not only short-term, but long-term. Would, would you agree with that as well? Absolutely. And this is something that we kind of, you know, preach to everybody. Consistency is key. You know, there's no, almost regardless of what you're doing, if you are just very consistent with it, you're going to see some type of results. Obviously, there's there's better, you know, ways to, to train and to diet. They're going to get more optimal results, but just be consistent above all else. If you can do that, you're going to see results, you know, again, it's not going to be super quick for most people, you know, 
But uh, if you do that, do things the right way, be consistent, you're, you're going to get good results. You're going to like it. I do want to go back for a second um, to, from a business standpoint, because one of the things you guys, you know, and I know a lot of people have to challenge with is scaling. Mm-hmm. So obviously, when you guys started, it was just the two of y'all. Talk about assembling the team and that process you guys went to to kind of get different coaches in there um, and kind of different skill sets and backgrounds. How did that process go? And um, what are, were there any challenges during that process? Did everything go pretty seamless? Just kind of curious your thoughts. Uh, you know, there's always different challenges. I, I will say that the type of people that we hire as coaches makes it pretty easy for us, right? So we have something like 27 coaches now at RP. That's that's not counting, you know, support staff and, and other things. It's excluding myself and, and my wife. So 27 coaches, 20 of them are PhDs. Seven of them are, are RDs, registered dietitians. And so you have these incredibly successful folks. It allows you to not have to worry about micromanaging people because these are already incredibly uh, self-motivated, highly successful individuals. And so when you already have folks like that, and again, most of these people knew my colleague, you know, when, when he was in school or various places that he was uh, teaching as a professor, he was able to encounter, you know, all these really smart, highly educated you know, very motivated folks and, you know, just kind of is, is a natural fit. And we have a really unique, you know, business model in that pretty much everyone works remotely uh, from all over the country. And again, it's just, you know, we, we have certain things that we look for. And again, if you have really highly motivated folks, it's, it's going to help in a lot of ways because, you know, I'm not having to reach out every single day to, to coaches and like, hey, you need to do this. You need to get this done. Like, that's just not really how we operate. And it wouldn't be very efficient. And we wouldn't be able to do it, to, you know, if, if I did have to micromanage people and stuff. So, um, you know, that's kind of the good part of, of knowing folks like that through my colleague, you know, different professors or, you know, folks that were getting their PhDs at the same time, same areas of interest. You know, everyone is kind of focused on uh, the, the sports uh, athletic background and, and their sort of PhD endeavors. Uh, you know, most of our coaches have PhDs in sport related fields and or are very high level athletes themselves. And so when you have some of those personality traits all in common and it, it makes things a lot easier. And, and one more thought on that, I guess, from the just the renaissance periodization and just the structure of your guys' programs can give, give folks that have kind of stumbled upon here or listening through and not familiar with the company, what could they expect if they went through and, and kind of signed up for some stuff, what could they expect as kind of an average? Obviously there's, there's a ton of different things they could do, but just kind of curious your thoughts there to share with everyone. Uh, sure. So do you mean like one-on-one coaching or? Exactly. Yeah. How would it be okay. structured if someone to the website was trying to look at information? What, what would be from your perspective, how things are structured, uh, you know, how the company has been successful in setting up, as you talk about the one-on-one aspects and um, kind of giving that personal feel to it. Yeah, sure. So you go on the website and, you know, all of our coaches are listed there. You can kind of look through it and see if there's someone that you think is, is kind of best suited for you and, or, you know, we'll always help people, you know, assign folks based on their goals, location, all that good stuff to the coach that's going to kind of best fit their needs. Um, we have a coaching manager that's going to, you know, get all the intake forms, help help assign the coaches, make sure everyone's reaching out, make sure customer service is, is very, very high. That's always a concern of ours. We always want to, you know, 
uh, get get referrals from clients to do a good job, get people results, uh, treat them well, and uh, you know that's probably the best way you can you know grow a business and, and market. So, kind of sign up, fill out these um, you know waivers, questionnaires, get get a bunch of information to your coach. They're going to build you a custom diet. You know they're going to be expecting you to be in touch several times a week, giving updates. You know asking how you're doing, all that stuff because we want that feedback. We need that feedback in order to get the client results. Um, if something's not, maybe they're, they're not hitting their sort of uh, expectations per week, like, hey, you know, if, if you want to lose, let's say, 12 pounds over 12 weeks, you know, that's one pound a week, basically. It's, it's pretty easy to track. You know, if something falls off for a little bit, you know, we're there inquiring, like, hey, what's up? You know, what's going wrong? Hey, you know, maybe it's the holidays coming up. Like, let's talk some strategies on how we can tweak some things or, you know, maybe we adjust our, our goals or expectations a little bit. You know, based on what's coming up in your life, you know, different things like that. It's just being proactive, um, you know, making sure the client reaches their goals, you know, above all else, make sure we help get them there. And, you know, again, do that. And a lot of stuff just comes very naturally, very easily after that. Give, give the folks an idea of, for you personally, because obviously you're probably pulled in 20 different directions of business, family, you're probably still, you know, you're staying active from a workout standpoint. Where do you where do you gain knowledge? Where do you learn from? Do you like to read business books? Do you, do you listen to podcasts? Do you do other things away from it to kind of decompress? I'm, I'm just kind of curious your thoughts. Maybe there's a book or two you could recommend that's been impactful for you. Or if you don't like reading books like me, maybe it's a podcast or, or something like that. But I'm just curious your thoughts on uh, kind of where you um, kind of go to learn um, throughout the day or week or month. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, Luckily, now I'm in a spot where I have a bit more free time. And I like to tell people like 2015 and 2016, um, you know, my wife and I were just so, so busy in RP that like, we honestly didn't have time for a lot of that stuff. It was just like, hey, man, we just got to keep going. Like we got to, you know, make sure everyone's responded to, um, you know, literally no joke every day for like several years in a row. You know, we would never go to bed until every single email was, was answered, you know, making sure people got things in a timely manner or were dealt with in a timely manner. There was always a very, very high priority. Um, we obviously adjusted from there because if you keep doing that for too long, you're going to get burnt out. Um, so now we have um, a great team of, of customer support folks that are able to help take some of that burden off. Uh, you know, my wife can focus more time on, you know, doing cookbooks and all that stuff. She's, she's really great at it. She was um, just on the local Charlotte TV here. That's, that's where we live, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, they wanted her to keep coming back on. She did such a good job uh, with, you know, recipes and stuff. And uh, yeah, now, now I'm at a standpoint where I can kind of sit back a little bit more and, uh, you know, read different books. Um, maybe some in, in particular come off the top of my head. Uh, I'm just kind of looking around my office, actually. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know about one in particular. I just, kind of have like three or four like that I'm kind of perusing and hit any one time uh, and maybe it's not the best idea but it kind of comes and comes in waves right I'll like I'll be really into one for like a week and I'll, I'll read half of it and then you know something else will, will kind of pop up and you know I, I start looking at something else so I think I have you know a couple um you know a couple books on uh, shoot my, my Kindle, I have, you know, one book sitting over here to my left, one, one to my right, just, you know, different things, you know, whether it's about mindset or uh, you know, finances or, um, you know, just different well, habits, just all, all well, different things. Well, that's a good thought. That's what, and I was going to ask on that too, like, is there uh, any 
certain habits that you do throughout the day or anything that, you know, kind of routines that have been important, maybe not even sort of now, maybe it was in the past you did them and now life has changed, or maybe you're doing them now and you didn't. Is there anything in particular that you would share that you kind of stay consistent with day in and day out, or is it pretty all over the place or? Um, it, I mean, it's a little all over the place. Uh, you know, generally I have a, a somewhat set routine, um, you know, get up in the morning, uh, take my son to school. That's all, you know, always first thing. The, the beauty about, you know, running your own business is it allows you many uh, flexibilities in your schedule. And, you know, my wife and I, we try to never take that for granted. We realize that we're, we're pretty fortunate and lucky in that regard. You know, I can take my son to school every day. I can take my daughter to preschool every day. Um, you know, we can pick them up and stuff as needed. Um, you know, if our babysitters are sick or anything like that, we have lots of flexibility. Um, you know, yesterday, uh, you know, we had we had our kids all day because you know, babysitter was sick, different things like that. So, uh, you know, we're very fortunate in that regard. Uh, you know, we both love that um, means a great deal to us, you know, make sure, you know, and again, it's hard, right, because we're running an online business kind of never stops. Um, so it's sometimes hard to kind of just sit back and, and kick back and make it, you know, it's, a, it's okay to, to not maybe work all the time. Um, that's something that I kind of uh, and need to need to do better with, uh, of course, uh, things have gotten a little bit better in that regard the last, you know, year, year and a half. Um, yeah, just kind of stay consistent, get up in the morning, take his school, come home, answer emails, you know, uh, probably get in a workout in the morning, make sure that's all done. And, you know, by the time like noon rolls around, you know, I've been up for a while, hopefully have a lot of stuff knocked out. And then, you know, I can set up different phone calls, you know, all that stuff in the afternoon. And I mean, that's probably the, the most consistent, you know, how my schedule looks. Yeah. So give us that idea for, for RP, like what, what's the uh, excitement level in your in the next six, 12 months? What do you guys got going on? Um, what's kind of coming out um, that you guys are uh, really um, jacked up about? Yeah, so I mentioned this just very briefly um, earlier in the, the talk today, but uh, RP Diet 2.0. So the Renaissance Diet 2.0 book is out as of today for, for pre-sale. Um, super, super excited about that. It's literally better in every imaginable way than, than the original, which came out in, in October of, of 2014. Uh, it's really funny looking back at that. So again, we were just so brand new to the space and you know didn't really have a clue what we were doing. And just like, I mean, the, the content in that book is, is amazing. And it's just such an easy read that people just really, really loved it. Just like the, the overall quality of it, just like the, the you know PDF format and then you know, different pictures and I guess editing, all that stuff, like, this version is just so much better in terms of the editing and the way it looks and all the very, very nicely done graphs and all that. Um, not to mention the content is, you know, the book's two times bigger, right? So four plus years of, of you know, working with literally hundreds of thousands of clients, you know, we're able to, you know, fine tune all that new, you know, literature, research, all that great stuff's come out in you know, four plus years. So literally everything is just so much better in this book that uh, really, really excited about that. Um, we also have a cool new project that we're doing with uh, Dr. Spencer Nadolsky, and uh, we're, we're going to call it RP Health, and it's going to allow us to um, do more one-on-one -on -one coaching in a bit more in-depth level, and he's going to be able to oversee. Um, so it's going to be clients working with registered dietitians pretty much only, and Dr. Spencer is going to help oversee that so he can help write medicine and, and prescriptions and, and you know, all that, help you know, order labs. And so it's going to be really, really good to see because sometimes we're sort of limited with the people we can work with at RP. 
uh, you know, due to the liability and stuff. And, you know, we, we want to make sure that people get the best care if they have specific uh, medical conditions. And this is going to allow us to help uh, a lot more people in, in those specific areas. And they're going to have, you know, doctor oversight, which I think is going to be awesome. And so that's probably going to be coming out here in, in January. Or so uh, I think it's going to be really something special. Um, you know, probably do some, some more education type, uh, you know, books with them on different uh, medical conditions. I think it's going to be really awesome. Um, Dr. Spencer also works with uh, SteadyMD, which is becoming a lot more popular in, uh, in the CrossFit space. A lot of athletes, influencers are using that, and, and as they should, it's, it's a really good service. You know, a lot of doctors, if you go to them in person, they don't understand working out. They don't understand fitness. They're going to probably tell you some really silly things like, oh, hey, you hurt this. Well, all right, just don't work out for like six months. And you're like, okay, that's, that's not helpful. Um, so, you know, he works with them, SteadyMD, so a little bit of... Um, collaboration there and stuff. And uh, yeah, excited about that. Excited about the RP diet book. Uh, those are two big things that I'm excited for. And where can everyone find you online, RP online? Where, where, give us uh, some of the details there. Sure. Uh, probably most notably uh, at RP strength on Instagram. That's probably our biggest one. I think, uh, you know, something like 350 K followers. Um, you know, I love social media. That's probably my, my main job, uh, to be honest. Uh, kind of jokes around that it's pretty much my job so uh instagram but uh, no i love it uh, so at rp strength or renaissance periodization.com or rp strength.com they'll all get you to the same place and uh yeah so we're really excited about some new stuff coming out really excited about rp diet 2.0 and that's that's what i'm excited for Awesome, man. So I, I always like to kind of leave the door open here. Kind of any parting words, uh, maybe that's a quote you live by or a- anything for the audience to maybe take them on their day and kind of get them, you know, maybe motivated or inspired to kind of move forward. Oh, man, specific quotes. Uh, well, or any thoughts you had, any, I'll put you on, no, I like to put on the spot. Okay, any thoughts you have, maybe to something you live by, um, just kind of some parting words. Oh, you know, behind me in, in my office, I have a few, you know, kind of like motivational quotes. Uh, maybe I'll just use one of those. And uh, I guess a couple of them aren't really quotes. They're just kind of pictures. You know, one is kind of the success iceberg. And then underneath it, you have, you know, a bunch of other stuff. So that's really all people see is at the top, the kind of success. But they don't see, you know, all the different failures, you know, risk, you know, all that stuff. People don't really see that. They only see that, uh, the, the very top part. Um, so there's, there's a lot more that kind of goes into everything than people realize, you know, social media kind of skews things in that regard. And I have another one that just says, you know, the, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Maybe that's, maybe that's a good one. <laughs> no, that's good. That's awesome. No, man, this is great. Yeah. And, and obviously from what you guys have done from, you know, taking it back in the, the weight room days at Michigan to where you're at now, that's pretty incredible um, to see where the company has come and excited for what you guys are going to do over the next several years and beyond. So um, really appreciate you taking some time out and sharing your story with everyone and uh, look forward to keeping in touch down the road. Absolutely, man. Thank you again so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Hey, gang. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, you guys can find me online, brianondraco.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-O-N-D-R-A-K-O, as well as on Instagram and Twitter, at brianondraco. And if you guys are loving this podcast, I certainly would appreciate a review on iTunes or Google Play. It'd certainly mean the world to me. Hope you guys have a great day, a phenomenal week, and look forward to catching you soon. Take care.